The following program is for adult audiences only. This is. This is. Eric and Gord, what if we're right? Live, right now. Are you ready? Find, find, and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. So. I guess we'll just try oh. again. Happy Thursday. <laughs> it's June 28th, 2018. Um, I'm always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where you can't please everybody all the time. But goddamn, can you ever piss them off all at once? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Uh, Fantastic Thursday evening here in Vancouver. And I hear not so fantastic in the uh, cemeteries of Milton, Ontario. It's muggy. It's sticky. It's, uh, well, it's unterrible. So that's, you know, that's what, that's what we call it. And that's what it is. <laughs> I had a call center person today who took my postal code and would not believe that I wasn't in Ontario. <laughs> uh, just couldn't get it through. I love these call centers because they actually train them to have a uh, noticeable accent uh, or a familiar accent, I should say. Yes. Um, so they're somewhere in wherever they are, and God bless them. I mean, they, these call centers have, have put India on the map. You know, these people are making money now that they've never made before in their lives. I think it's a great idea. I have no problem with, with outsourcing call centers. I really don't. But these guys are hilarious when they try to be familiar and they, they go off script a little bit, <laughs> and they know nothing. I do have one minor issue with it, though, and, and this is I've, I've talked to a guy about this. I had a bit of a lengthy conversation with a dude. Now, for the record, I didn't buy into whatever he was selling me, but because um, he called me up and he said his name was John, and it was a very, very thick East Indian accent. And I asked him, I'm like, seriously, what's your name? He goes, oh, my name is John. It's not John. Nobody in your country named somebody John. What's your real name? I'm like, come on, man, just just level with me. If you want to sell me something, I, I got to know you're going to be honest with me. What's your real name? So he told me his real name was, well, I don't know what the hell it was, or something different. And I said, well, that's got to be demoralizing. When you're calling up and they said, okay, your name is Hamburger Habib, but you will call and tell me that your name is John or Peter. Those are the big two famous names they give them all. Could you imagine going into a workplace and saying, hi, my name's Gord. I'm here for a job. All right, Gord, your name is Steve. (laughs) I just couldn't imagine this being part of the job description. Believe it or not, I did that to people at Dick's Lumber. (laughs) I <laughs> did change your name? No, I didn't change my name, but every new hire, um, for, there was the turnover was so high after Rona bought out the company that um, I just stopped bothering learning new employees' names. And literally in one, like, two to three week period, we hired three guys named Phil. <laughs> so I decided after that, all the new hires were just going to be called Phil. And after three months, I would bother to learn their own name. So for a, for a while, out of a staff of like 15 people, they were all Phil. There was Pat Phil, Phil with glasses, Phil who was always late. <laughs> it just went on and on with all the Phil's. Hey, Fat Phil, come here. Phil that sits in a hole, you know, Phil. <laughs> oh, those are the days. Back when I was, well, employed. Um, I've, I always have. I, I'll stick by them. Although they're quite a bit more expensive. I'll stick by them literally. At, uh... <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I would like to see a resurgence. 
in the erotic magazine. Um, but I want to see a resurgence in everything. Uh, this ties into something I said I wanted to talk about last night. I would genuinely like to see us go full circle and start going back to simpler, less computerized ways of doing things. Um, I would like to see a return to agriculture. I would like to see a return to a simpler time. It should be an option for those of us who want to live that way. I'm not saying go Amish, but there was a time when things were just simpler and people were happier. Generationally, I think we're getting more and more um, impatient, unkind, as I've been ranting about for the last month. Uh, we're not nice to each other anymore. I think a lot of it has to do, not just necessarily the antisocial aspect of of being online all the time, but just in general, we're frustrated as a race because we're being replaced. Um, Very true. And one thing that I think I would love to see a return to is I would like to see cooking go back to the people. Cooking used to be a thing that families did. It was a big thing. Well, since the history of time, Food has been what brought communities together. All important decisions made in the world at one time were made over a massive display of food. That's how the Vikings got together and and decided where to pillage next. That's how governments always met. That's how the people who burned down the White House during the War of 1812 all had a good dinner in the White House before they torched it. uh, That's how the guy plotted against Jesus happened. Over the final supper. That's exactly right. <laughs> so there, you, it's in the Bible, people. <laughs> it needs to be done. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that one. Uh, I knew there's a reason we brought you onto this show. <laughs> uh, now something happened, and very very recently, and I'm not shooting down celebrity chefs here. I think they have their place in the world, and I'm actually quite a fan of several of them. But becoming a celebrity chef used to be something that happened after you were an accomplished chef. (laughs) You know, you became a chef, you had a good long career as a chef, and you didn't want to leave the culinary world, so you got a segment on a show, usually a 15-minute segment near the end of some show. Now it's become this thing where celebrity chef is the job you're going for. And this has happened in all walks of life, but... Uh, that's not supposed to be a thing. You're, you're supposed to do the thing and get famous for it, not become famous and then pick what you're going to do. That It's wrong and it's stupid, and it gives these YouTube kids hope, and they're annoying, and I don't like them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just very blunt tonight. That's okay. But what's happened with this is that the world went nuts trying to find celebrity chef. So they went to every restaurant in the world and found the most good-looking, most entertaining, charismatic ones, threw them on TV, and taken good food out of the mouths of common men and elevated it to a level where most of us can't afford something more than Denny's when we want to treat ourselves. Um... And it's a sad thing. I think a lot of restaurateurs 
are probably discouraged from starting their first restaurant because they can't compete on that level, and they know they can't. Um, it's become this elitist thing, and it shouldn't be. Good food shouldn't have to be something that only rich people get. I, uh, and I know the ingredients aren't at that level. And I've no. been in the kitchens of high-end restaurants who serve the exact same thing as the diner on the corner. So, I know, other than very rare items, which I usually tend not to like anyway, uh, your truffles and, and what have you. Mm, um, are delicious. <laughs> I do, I have yet to put a mushroom in my mouth that I can tolerate. Maybe oh, you can teach me. Like you might be the one. Fantastic. Oh, it tastes like garlic. They're amazing. Um, so, what I'm trying to get at, how do we bring food back to people? It used to be something your mom made, and you trained for your whole life to learn how to cook like your mom. Now we're chasing Vikram Vidge and, and, and Gordon Ramsay and people who we can never compete with anyway. But it doesn't matter. Um, why does it matter so much that food be elitist? You know? You know why it got to be that way, Gordon? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I can't argue any of this. I mean, uh, there's a, a buddy of mine um, named uh, Jason Bangder. I, I used to party with him back in high school. He is pretty much one of the top chefs in Toronto right now. He's one of the top chefs in Canada. The guy is amazing, and his food looks like art. And you pay an absolute massive amount of money to sit down and to leave a meal that you're not even full from. So you can pop into McDonald's at the end of the night and get full on a burger. Right. Um, but, I mean, the food looks great, and you're paying an astronomical amount of money for it, and it's all fresh ingredients, yada, yada, yada. But I personally get more enjoyment out of, um, like, especially when it comes to watching, like, any of these sort of shows. I personally prefer something such as um, Hannah, Hannah Harto, uh, who does a show called My Drunk Kitchen. Um, a fantastic little segment where she just gets plastered and tries to figure out meals that she has no idea how to cook. Very nice. And it is absolutely spectacular. Um, uh, her episodes are fantastic, and I love it because she literally has no idea what she's doing. She doesn't pre-plan anything. She will read off the Internet the directions on how to make it right in front of her, and she ad-libs because she really has the stuff she needs. That is cooking. That's what it's all about. You know, I mean, you're sitting there saying, oh, I need this, and well, I don't have that, so I'm going to use this. And then you make it, and you're like, oh, well, that was okay. You know, because we can't afford to buy these other certain exotic things, like, I don't know, a certain onion that nobody's ever heard of, you know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I love to cook. I am a, I love cooking. I'm a phenomenon. I'm a, I'm a big guy. I love my food. I love cooking. But, you know, I've never cared about the plating. I've never cared about how it actually necessarily turns out. My signature dish never turns out the way it should be plated. And I'll talk about that in a sec, but uh, yes, I'm on board with you on that. Like, I take a can of Chef Boyardee uh, just as quickly as I take a, you know, nice, big, fat, juicy steak. You know what I mean? Like, I I just, I don't care what it looks like. Does it taste good? Yeah, let's let's just eat it. Sure. You know? (laughs) What's the big deal? Why is this such an issue? Why is it my favorite? My favorite thing in uh, the Lower Mainland is sea lovers. 
Yeah. Uh, sea yeah, lovers, good. all you can eat fish and chips, or it's now over fourteen dollars. Used to be eleven, but and that's uh, I'm not going to bicker over three dollars. But what you get at Sea Lovers, for those of you who don't know, is a plate of fish and chips. What's on this plate? A stack of chips and a bunch of fish. There's nothing fancy about it. They just keep loading it on until you tell them to stop. And tartar sauce that comes in a little plastic Dixie cup. <laughs> that is eating. That is the way food should be eaten. I don't Absolutely. care about, um, you know, I, I'm just reiterating your point. Who cares? It all looks the same on the other end. It all Yeah, it all comes out the same way. So <laughs> <laughs> It's not like your dump comes out plated nicely, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the hell. <laughs> See, if, now, if we could somehow figure out a way to do that and monetize it, then I'd be on board with plating. If yeah. I could get my money back once the whole cycle is over, by returning a plate of nicely positioned shit, <laughs> then it would be worth something to me. You get like the, when you when you bring up like the celebrities, like when you get these non-chef celebrities that come out with like cookbooks and things, like like uh, what's that? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, very famous actress, but yet if you if you ever read her cookbook, they figured out the average plate for her cookbook was around a thousand dollars a plate. Jeez, and it's and it's like nobody can aspire to make this meal. Once, let alone have this as a weekly meal. You know what I mean? Like, I can wonder if people of her stature have gotten to the point where they don't know that that's not normal. No, they don't get it. You know, the old Saturday Night Live joke about Michael Jackson when they go, Michael, you're broke. You don't have any money. And he goes, I'll just buy more money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how governments run. I mean, he'll just, well, we're out of money. Let's print some more. It'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. The U.S. just opened three more printing machine companies. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Do you think celebrities get to that point where, and I'm not taking anything away from Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she's done well for herself. I like her in some stuff. But she makes a lot of money. And Do you think they get to a point where they don't know it's not normal to make $1,000 plates of food? Oh, absolutely. They think this is this is what they have on a daily basis, you know. Uh, they they think this is normal. Um when I, to bring up my buddy Jason again, um, when I was, I ran into him at a bar, um, one night when I came back to Ontario a couple of years ago for a visit. Uh, a bunch of us were sitting at a bar having some drinks and lo and behold, my buddy Jay just shows up out of the blue. So, hey, Jay, come on over. So I'll talk. And so I asked him, I'm like, look, you know, you're this high end chef. You're doing these things. You're getting featured in TV spots and magazines and winning awards and all this other stuff. Do you still eat McDonald's? He's like, oh my God, yes. He's like, I'm it. <laughs> He goes, you know, if I go a week without McDonald's, it goes, I'll lose my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I absolutely still need that crappy food. It's like, you know, you, who's going to eat this ultra-rich, you know, super high in fat? Sure, it tastes great, but none of it's healthy, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I wonder that about chefs. Um, I, I've got some friends, not, not anywhere near that stature in the industry, but... People who work in the industry who absolutely can't stand cooking for themselves. It, it takes a lot out of it. It's a grueling job. Working in a kitchen, it's it's uh, not easy. And you get home and you don't want to cook. Yeah. I would become a chef. I would never want to work for one. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't even become a chef. I couldn't imagine being forced to. Because face it, when, when, when if you come into work one day, you're just like, I just don't feel like cooking today. Well, now i got to cook for 300 people. Suck it. Yeah. 
You know, and no. it's, it's always funny when you've got that friend. You talk about your friend Jason. I have one friend. He's not famous by any means, but I think everybody has a successful friend. I, I have there's one guy from our group uh, who's a doctor. He's a, he's a legitimate medical doctor, um, not like a guy who got a doctor. No, I'm a doctor. No, you're a podiatrist. That doesn't count. <laughs> or uh, people who have a you stick your finger in people's butts. That does not make you a doctor. Um, doctor, these guys who get, you can get a doctorate in anything. You know, you're not a doctor. When I say doctor, I mean a doctor, doctor. If you can sew me up when I'm bleeding, then you're a doctor. If you can't, then you're not. Your doctor is fake. Um, no, it's not fake. You paid a lot for it. Um, okay. I have a friend who's a doctor, and that's just weird to me. Is it odd to have your successful friend and meet up with him? I know you're not starstruck like I am, but. Is it? Yeah, no, I don't get starstruck. Um, I mean, for me, no. I just don't really. I don't. I don't really care about the status of somebody. Um, usually, for the most part, they care more about it than uh, than I do. Um, I I find it for me. I think it's. I get a little bit more enjoyment just out of the fact of just seeing how out of touch with reality a lot of these people can get. Yes, I do you have know, famous friends, but uh, I we we don't talk a lot anymore. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not going to name drop on the podcast, but there's one in particular who I, it disappoints me that we don't talk anymore because we we're actually quite close at one time. Um, but it does, it's cool to me that I have a friend who's a doctor and I used to watch him smoke pot in my buddy's garage, you know, and, and he still does, by the way. <laughs> but he goes to work every day and he's a doctor. That boy, I can't even sweep a floor for two weeks without getting canned. This guy knows about your body and can fix it. That's cool. It's very impressive. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, I don't. Your uh, celebrity chef friend. That that see to me, it's cool. I like I said, I, I think it's awesome. Um, I actually went to uh, when uh, when I got divorced. Um, you know, sold the house. I had some money, so I took a friend of mine. We went to uh, downtown Toronto for a weekend. Uh, just to sort of let loose and, you know, get drunk for a couple of days and just sort of hang out and have some fun. And I called him up. Now, keep in mind, this is his restaurant. He owns it, and he's the head chef, and, you know, he's, he's the star of the show. And I messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, hey, I want to come down and treat my friend to a high-end meal. And thought, like, you know, you're the most high-end around, so I want to take her there. He's like, yeah, no problem. He goes, let me know the dates. I told him. I said, yeah, that's Saturday night. He goes, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I own the place. I can get you a table. Calls me up two days later. Goes so even owning a place, I can't get you get can uh, get your table. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I never understood the, that. Yeah, like what's the point of being this when you can't even hook a buddy up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, like I'm just like put a table up beside the bathroom. I'll be fine. It's a high end place. You know, nobody's in there doing terribly nasty things in these places. So why not? But uh, you know, I just, I found it very humorous. You know, that even then still couldn't even, just couldn't even get a table at a high-end restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't <laughs> give you a table. What do you mean you can't give it? It's my table. I'll give it to whoever I want. <laughs> but, yeah, no, even then still couldn't do it. <laughs> it's very, very, very strange. That's that's how low we are on the list. Exactly. Even him as the owner, that's how low he is on the list. And he's the owner. <laughs> now, but very, very soon we're going to be... Those guys from that podcast. Yeah. And we're going to get in everywhere. Yeah. I uh, encountered a fan last night. That that makes two now that I've actually met in person. So, 
Anyway, we're rolling along here. We've got two fans. I'm up to about nine listeners on the new platform, which, uh, not quite the start I was hoping for. Uh, um, that double digit, we're almost there. But the listeners from Spreaker.com have not migrated over to Anchor.fm, and if anyone has and can tell me why people aren't making that transition, um, please let me know, and I'll try to help along as best I can. For a while, the Anchor.fm show... Download an app. It's not a big deal. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you don't even have to download the app to listen. You can just go to Anchor.fm and listen online, as far as I know. Yeah. So every night we're going out on Spreaker, and thereby going out on all the platforms Spreaker put us out on, which they were great for. They did that. Um, but another conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anybody... If you have an answer as to why you're not listening on Anchor.fm, please let me know. Oh, there's the Daily Sign. It wouldn't be a podcast without it. <laughs> um, I do have to let you know that my phone is just beeping and let me know that it's going to be dying soon. All right. Well, I think it's a good time to say goodnight anyway. We've talked, we covered a lot of territory. Definitely did. Um, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I guess I'll wait and debut the, well, maybe I'll try to debut the song at the end of the show. I think that's a good idea. There you go. That can work. So, before we take a bite of Gordon, everybody, at the end of the show, I will be debuting the third single, and probably the last single we'll be releasing before the album came out. This is a song called Warship um, by Ashes of Purgatory from the album Awaken, due out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and this one is quite a departure. From the Ashes of Purgatory, you're used to. One of the big things about the band was never putting out the same album twice. And this song is definitely not something you've heard before. Uh, final words, Mr. Strain from Milton, Ontario. Um, Pogo, um, Himalaya, and Street Sign. What are three nicknames of past girlfriends of mine? Well done. <laughs> Uh, keep it real everybody you know listen to the show talk to us please somebody send a message in leave a message we're dying to hear from you guys all nine of you somebody out of that nine people has a phone clearly because you're listening to us Um, call and leave a message I don't care if it's a drunken rambling uh, uh, whatever just talk to us about something We, we, we need to get some listeners involved in this couldn't agree more. We know you listen, so just, yeah, get into it. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, um, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything more because I, I just agree. <laughs> um, yes. So, do you have an idea when we can expect you back? Um, let me think. Uh, possibly tomorrow night. I love it. Well, I'm going to announce it here, live. I'm going to announce it so I can't take it back. I'm committing to the next podcast that Gord joins us on is going to be, I will qualify it as PG-rated, because I'm not going to make that judgment call for you and your family. But we are going to have a Gord episode for Gord's sake. He has held his tongue long enough. 
I will change the rating on the site for one episode, and it's no holds barred. It'll be uncensored. Is it just me? Oh, fantastic. I have a, a I'll, I'll share a story or two that I can uh, have a tendency to uh, let rip. So that could be a lot of fun. Fantastic. And I might be back before that on my own. Until then, take care of each other. Have a good night, everybody. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.